Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode three of the Have We Made It Yet podcast. Oh yeah. My name is Josh Yang. And I'm Lucas Singh. And at the top, I always ask the same question. Lucas, have you made it yet? No, not yet. But some things are in the works and there's momentum. Ooh, exciting. Josh, yeah. have you made it yet? Well, you know what? I don't think I've made it yet, but I'm getting a little closer. <sighs> taking taking that one step. Ooh. One step closer. Is this uh, the bread crumble trail that we're going to do for this whole podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? <clears throat> Every journey begins with, with a step. I really wish I didn't go into an idiom. I've, that sounds so <laughs> cliche. <laughs> uh, we should have better content than that. Um, it's okay. It's only episode three. It's only episode three. But, <laughs> you know, last Friday Hell yeah. kind of big one because we, 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 uh, we both just had some, some recent stuff <laughs> happen that we feel like, you know, is something worth uh, worth progressing through with their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last Friday, I did do my fresh rice uh, kind of Chinese New Year showcase at yep. the CBC Glenn Gould Studio. Mm-hmm. Three hundred plus people. Damn. And uh, yeah, and Lucas was there, and uh-huh. uh, I think it was a uh, uh, an absolute success in my in my opinion in my opinion. But it was a mwah, chef. Cool. It was chef, uh, and. Yeah, it was uh, it was good, but like Lucas, yeah. why are you why are you dressed so so fancy? Um, oh, nice throw, nice yeah. throw. Yeah. Um, I, I just had a, a pretty big audition uh, for a pretty cool film. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't go into too much of a detail about it, right. but it is one that I really really do want to get. And the audition just happened, and the, for the first time, I felt really prepared going into this audition. Yeah, yeah. I actually. Oh, of course, you're always nervous because you always want to make sure you're you're going to do well and you prepare yourself. But I went in there with solid, with a solid game plan of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I was still nervous, but I executed it to how I wanted it to be done, and I left nothing, no regrets on the floor there. So it's all in the casting director's hands now. But yeah. we'll see where it takes us. Oh, that's great. That sounds great. Like, because yeah. um, because you you messaged me about this literally just earlier today, saying yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. we might have to push. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scheduling of this a little back, maybe a couple hours because you were doing, doing the audition. But okay, mm-hmm. so so because this is this this seems like it's something that you, you know we're just coming off of it. Can yeah, you yeah. like go into more detail about like how this started? Because it's a quick turnaround. You said yeah 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 yeah. Good point. Um, so auditions usually are 
for for anything with feature films or TV shows or everything like that, you only get 24 hours to do it. So my audition today was at 4.30 today. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, at 4.30 p.m. yesterday, I got the email from my agent saying, you have an audition at this day and at this time. Uh, Please confirm that you've received this email. So I read the breakdown, and I'm like, holy shit. This is actually like a pretty big role and a pretty big in a pretty big film. Yeah. Um, So, of course, I hurriedly just said, yeah, I'm in for it. I'm in for it. Got to take them. Got to take those chances. Oh, for sure, man. Um, And then I quickly found out that uh, because this is a pretty big role that she also quickly, right after I replied to my agent, she said, I highly recommend that you do get some um, audition uh, prep, a coaching session done right right before you go into the audition. So yesterday I quickly emailed off to a bunch of different uh, audition coaches yeah. to see if they have any availability for, for this morning. Right. Luckily, I did find one from a studio that I'm well acquainted with and everything. Mm-hmm. And we went through the whole process. But, of course, before you go into that coaching session, make sure you do your homework. Yeah. Make sure you know the scenes. Make sure you know your lines, of course. But also make sure you already have that character built in your head. Right. So the coach is not just giving you things. You also have your own input, yeah. and the coach can work and massage whatever points he or she thinks yeah. needs massaging. Yeah, because the, it'll take them time to to figure it out. And like, if you're paying the money for a specific amount of time, you want to yeah. you want to get the most out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you told me, you told me that like you were you were trying to look for the right coaching session, <laughs> coaching um, person to do this, and like uh, you you. Uh, you kind of went a little out of the ordinary yeah. to try and get some advice there. Dude, you have good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, because you know, like I'm, I'm still trying to grow that community within Toronto for the acting stuff and all that. Absolutely. So I'm not going to drop names with this or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're keeping it professional. Yeah. Keeping it professional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But mind you, the person that I DM'd on Instagram, he does not follow me. But, of course, I follow him because he's a huge inspiration to me. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know his name yet, you will know his name. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I quickly DM'd him the same list that my agent gave me for the coaches. Yeah. This is on Instagram, too. So I just said, hey, you're a huge inspiration to me. Um, uh, I know... That, uh, you know, you, of course, you had your similar path, too. So from this list of coaches, is there any that you'd recommend? Mm-hmm. And the guy... Oh, graciously. Graciously DM'd me back, saying, this person, you should go with this person. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. And that's when I realized mm-hmm. that if I'm ever in that capacity to be that big one day, yeah, you always hear of people who just... You know, throw away their old childhood friends and everything like that. Like, don't really give a shit about their own community after. Yeah, yeah. But if I ever get to that point, and I'm I'm sure you're like this way too, Mm. give back, man. I mean, it probably took him nothing to respond to me. Yeah. But the fact that he did, Mm. out of all the other DMs that he probably gets thousands in a day, he he got me back. Right. And um, I'm hoping one day to meet the guy. Oh. And I'm hoping one day we can get him on this podcast. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That's a lofty goal. That's yeah. a lofty goal. But, uh, yeah, that would be quite quite a get. But, of course, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we're just starting. You know, have we made it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> but this guy, this guy, he's 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 very close to making it. Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. he's, ver- he's very close to making it. Well, even, even, okay. But then it'd be interesting, like, how that person 
<laughs> would view whether or not they've made it or have they not made it. But yeah. it feels like they're very close to making it. And we're not gonna we're not gonna name drop. Yeah, because yeah, we're yeah. keeping it professional. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. So you you <laughs> did, you did that. You got the coach and. <laughs> um, Okay, so you you were like reading through the the script because it because from like you mm-hmm. showed me a little bit of it. It's like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a lot of uh, lines that you can go off of, but no, no, for sure. And, and that's the whole thing. It's I think for auditions when you do have a lot of lines, um, that's actually a little bit of a crutch sometimes because right. it could just be a memorization exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, but in an audition, when you don't have many lines, a lot of the acting is all in the face and how you present yourself and what you do non-verbally too. Yeah. So one of the main things that I did, like, you know, I just don't dress like this, but um, this is like a, it's, it's, it's not a present day sense. It's not a present day movie or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of dress old fashioned and everything. Um, going into it, of course, you, you do your own prep work in terms of the actions that you're going to do and all that stuff. Yeah. Nonverbal, but at least the actions that you're going to do. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the whole thing is that it's just how can you separate yourself from the pack? And when I went in there, it was just all people that really looked like me. Uh, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And then you go in there and you're like, oh, man, this is, this is kind of like how the world sees me. But, like, how can you separate yourself from them? Of course. And and it felt good going into there, going into the room. It felt good leaving out. I wasn't, like, bashing myself, saying, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Yeah. It felt like, okay, the ball's in their court now. If they like me or not, it's up to them. But I did all that I could. And that's what I felt good with. Right. Because, like, when you went into it, right, mm-hmm. like you, you gave me a, a little quick rundown yeah. uh, beforehand. But it's like you, you already made an effort to separate yourself yeah, yeah other people like other people in the in the waiting room weren't like dressed up like you were right? yeah 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 that's the whole thing man like and and on to you man like you separated yourself from the pack in a big way on friday a little bit a little bit a little bit a little bit but a little bit it's an understatement a little bit oh but my god i kind of i kind of i kind of do want to go back to to the audition process because yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it interesting because like I, I don't mm-hmm. have any I like I have an idea of like oh how auditions may go but like in mm-hmm. terms of the actual amount of time you were in there yeah yeah, yeah. Right? and like oh. you don't have that much lines but yeah like you go in do you just only get like maybe one or two shots to ha- do it or are they like you know do a couple yeah. shots give you some pointers <laughs> that, uh, or did you ask also questions for additional you know. Um, pointers on, on right. the mentality of the character or like just just run through like how long that audition yeah. was um it really depends on how long they're they're uh they're delayed yeah because sometimes like auditions you get there you're scheduled to say for for 1 p.m okay sometimes if they're really backed up you don't get to see them until 2 p.m okay. and that's even them going like one after another with only one take so m- most in most situations that i've been to on auditions uh, you go up there. Uh, okay, first of all, of course, you're in the waiting room. You wait, you sign in and everything like that. Yeah. Then eventually they call you in. So you're finally in the room right now. Behind the desk is uh, the – usually what I've been to is the director and the producers are there. Mm-hmm. There's a camera assistant, and then there's also a reader there. Okay. A reader is the person that you're going to be reading towards to. Yeah. Um, so there's a mark on, on the carpeted floor. You walk up there, and you say your slate. Mm. Slate is uh, usually like your name, 
your height and also sometimes they want the agency too yeah yeah so like luke is saying 511 right and then your agency um so you go up there and it's all really really quick right and that's the whole thing can you make the most of this 30 seconds that you have in there yeah so the it seems like just so fast man such a blur so you go up there you get your mark the camera person is okay setting and rolling and action yeah and hopefully you have the first line as the actor uh, because if the reader has the first line then you're on their timetable you're on their pace interesting right right yeah so say i have the first line there so the person says action take a little breath go into it two seconds in or so mm. and then you go into it um usually if you if you think you really messed up you yeah. can ask for another take yeah. i've never done that right because you know like you I, haven't done enough i guess maybe done enough auditions to to figure like if you did another one maybe if you would be able to do it a different way and do it better yeah but to be honest i i don't even think that i'd that i'd be the type to to really go up because like if i really think that i messed up mm. The second time around, it's just going to be too much in my head anyways. Uh, and I'm already in such a high-stress environment yeah. that it's like, okay, just roll with it. Then. Right. Um, so, yeah, you get your one take in there. And at the very end, wait for them to say cut before you either oh, yeah. break character or yes. walk out of the scene. Right. Quickly, just say your highs and buys. Yeah. And thank you for your time. And make sure you go out. One mistake that I did do yeah. in one of my earliest auditions is uh the casting director and also director asked me hey do you have any questions and i took oh. this as like a job interview right yeah because like you know they say in job yeah. interviews they yeah. they'd be like yeah you know ask many questions to look like you're interested in the job right right so i kept on rattling off like three questions i really didn't even give a shit about yeah like when's the shooting it's like duh it's already posted on there oh uh, how big is the cast and then when i left the room i'm like oh i think i got this part yeah but I'm sure once I close the door, they're like, why the fuck is this guy asking so many questions? Yeah, but, like, kind of if you, I guess, so then what did you what did you find out later in terms of, like, when they ask you, oh, do you have any questions? Like, what what are they actually thinking you you would ask? Are, are they thinking, like, you would ask more details on the, on the, on the content, on the script? Mm -hmm. Or, like, what, what were they even asking you to ask? I, to be honest, on, I think they, they just did it as a formality. Like, the real people who have done auditions yeah. know that the whole agency, the whole casting agency is always late. Huh. And so they're probably just asking as a formality if they want to. But you, as a seasoned actor, if you know your chops, yeah. you would just know to just say no. Yeah. And um, say your thank yous and uh, get out of there ASAP. Uh, okay. Because you're holding them back, man. And time is money. And yeah. You know, people only get one day to prep for an audition. Right. Why are you delaying everyone else? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So if anything, <laughs> it'd be if it would just be like a quick question if it's actually something you were you were thinking about. Yeah, but other than that, it's just like, no, you're good. Like <laughs> you you've shown what you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so when you went in to when you left for today, that <laughs> was like how, that was like two, three minutes? Literally max I think one minute. Of actual on real footage. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they they definitely recorded you. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. So that means this is mm -hmm. this is just first round of auditions. Yeah right. They, they didn't say when the callbacks would be. If if there will be, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is the first round. Okay, mm -hmm. that's interesting. That's very interesting because I didn't realize it would be that so quick. Yeah. Because then because then it's it's under the, I guess it also shows an implication of whether or not you're able to get into 
yeah you know the the character like that like yep. like right upon like you can go from not in the zone to mm-hmm. in the zone yeah, and yeah, like yeah at least give an impression of being able to get through that level mm-hmm. right i like and then the, probably if there is a callback they'll give you more lines to do yeah, more yeah. direction and then longer scenes and then mm-hmm. that's when they play it out exactly that, yeah. so then that just reminds me of like phone interviews is just the first interview where they they can see whether or not you're able you're uh eloquent enough to just <laughs> be able to communicate yeah, yeah yeah you know effectively mm-hmm. and then in person then they do more detailed stuff on like absolutely that. man oh that's interesting but even before you're in the audition room though your agent has already submitted you with the headshot to that casting director okay and the casting director has probably perused through 500 headshots and cut it down to to maybe 50. Yeah. I'm just, just throwing out numbers to 50. And then from the 50, that's when you get the in-person auditions. Okay. So even just before stepping into the room, there's a whole bunch of work that has oh, already yeah. been done oh, beforehand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy, yeah, crazy. So, so that means it's like mm-hmm. from here, does your does your agent tell you like when to expect a callback, or is like it goes on their time? You have no idea if they call you back, they call you back. Goes on their time, man. Mm-hmm. Like you only know the ones that you get. You never actually get closure on the ones that you don't get a callback for, right? Until you see it on screen and it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did yeah. they give you? So you know what the project is? They gave you like a. A project title not not the end title but they just give you a uh, what the working title is yeah i mean yeah they gave me a title for it. i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure if it's gonna be the final title right but i know the premise i know the the major characters in this thing so okay. fingers crossed man we'll, we'll see where it takes me yeah yeah yo but that sounds great that yeah. sounds good man just getting those auditions putting in the time getting getting the work in mm-hmm. yeah you know i just keep uh just keep keep nailing Dude, at it yeah for sure man mm. Dude, I know you've been holding off on this, but man, come on, Friday? Yeah, yeah, okay, God okay. Damn. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay, so basically, on Friday, I did the the fresh rice at the at at CBC Studio yeah, yeah. at Glenn Gould Studio. <laughs> not for very very clear that it's not for CBC Glenn Gould Studio because <laughs> like that's definitely something we want to make sure is is clear yeah we don't want to like i've been told by the producer like through through our social media just to make sure not to make it seem like it's something cbc is doing because yeah they're not they're not doing anything with this project is very much independently done Mm -hmm. by vong uh vong show Mm -hmm. and yeah so we did that there were two shows that day Mm -hmm. there was the main rice show that had uh, some local Asian comedians doing uh, 20 to 25 minutes. It yeah, was yeah. Uh, Cassie Cow, Leonard Chan, um, Ron Jostle is the very experienced mm-hmm. uh, comic based out of originally from Toronto area. And then he, he started doing a lot more international stuff. So he's, he's nice. like, he's, he's uh, an OG yeah, yeah. from the, from the industry. And then he came and was hosting both the shows. Nice. So like he really lent some, some really good experience and like solid comedy to to keep the show running yeah yeah and um so it was leonard uh was it cassie cow leonard chan uh jennifer shang and, and then vong Zhou. Uh, <laughs> he also did um 20 to 25 minutes i think for wow. for the first show <laughs> and then so all the all the members from the uh the second show were yeah, there yeah. a little earlier because we did uh, kind of sound check and stuff mm-hmm. at round five. The show, yeah. the main show was, the first show was at seven. Mm-hmm. So we got there early. I also wanted to get there early because I wanted to experience everything. It was the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing something like 
actually on a stage in us in like you know there's a uh, off stage area there's <laughs> a backstage area there's yeah. like you know a green room uh with lights and stuff mm-hmm. so I, I really wanted to try to experience as much of it as i could right because right, like right. these opportunities are like far and in between mm-hmm. well uh, to be able to get to be able to get I on get, these yeah. type of stages uh, <laughs> by themselves so i really wanted to enjoy the moment so i got yeah, yeah. there uh, early, you know, walked around backstage and stuff. <laughs> uh, and then basically everybody else who was also on the show, yeah. um, we ended up, well, we, pretty much everybody was there by the time mm-hmm. the first show started. So we were sitting in the audience as well, just to take in, take in the first show. Right, right. And it was good to see from the audience's perspective. Yeah, yeah. So I could get a bit of a frame of mind for mm-hmm. when I went up. And like they had a bunch of, they had like, lights they had camera crew yeah, and everything smoke machine was there too yeah right? there was a smoke machine it was we, i was wondering it's like when i first went in why why is this so f- foggy and hazy and then yeah, when yeah. the show started i remembered vong saying like oh yeah they were trying to add a little bit of yep. that kind of um, atmosphere there mm-hmm. so there was like fog kind of, well not not too much fog but it was definitely kind of noticeable yeah so it was part of the shooting process uh they had a some vip people that were there like mm-hmm. kathleen Wynn was uh was there as well yeah yeah yeah, and uh some other some other people i'm not sure i think they mentioned that in his choi in his choi the uh, the guy who the creator of kim's convenience oh the creator yeah he oh. was in he was invited i'm not too sure if he went i don't know okay i didn't i wasn't able to see if he, he was there mm. but invited some people there <laughs> and uh yeah they, they ran through their their sets and they were all they're all really good yeah, uh, yeah so it really got us pumped for the our show nice nice and then when our show went on 10 30 i was uh second yeah, yeah second yeah. in the lineup uh-huh. which is actually it's pretty good because it's not as because throughout the day, you know, I, for my process, I usually get pretty anxious throughout the mm. day, just like leading up to it, trying to go through, you know, my material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that stage, I already knew my material down, you know, as as perfectly as I could. Nice. So it was just a, at that point, it was just a bit of the nerves. <laughs> but um, so I was second. And at thank goodness, too, because at least at that point, the audience was still really engaged because yeah, it was yeah. still early on in the show <laughs> and then i realized later on well, on such a long show like that there were yeah. eight comics <laughs> ron uh, jostle did like 10 off the top 10 10 in the middle because yeah. we split it because <laughs> we had to change the batteries and the and the tapes oh, on the cameras okay okay um and then vong did 20 to 25 minutes uh, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end and at that point it would all, i think it was already like 11 40 11 yeah 45 when vong started doing uh, his yeah, 20 yeah. something minutes uh-huh. But me going up second, I think it was a really good spot, um, and I went out there and I loved it. You fucking killed it, man! It was great. Yeah, it was okay. It was like in the like pre-show, I went out to the to the stage area. Yeah. We had a bit of a car. We had a carpet there, stage area, just to go run through the, the set in my head, mm-hmm. try to get com- uh, comfortable on the stage, familiarize with the setting. Yeah, thankfully, it was actually smaller than i anticipated oh. i thought it i don't know why i thought 300 plus seats would be bigger okay It'd be in like a bigger room right but then when i went in i actually saw the room it was smaller than i thought and i was like oh okay well then that's not as intimidating really yeah so oh. i was i felt I was like okay cool i was a little little bit more uh, comfortable and yeah. then they also lit the audience <laughs> which in essence is a little worse than if they didn't if they didn't then it'd just be all dark and like you can just 
you know, you can tell yeah. jokes into the ether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and just here. Yeah, into the abyss. And yeah. then, but like with the, you know, audience lit, another good thing was every time I did a joke, I could see the audience laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is encouraging and stuff. <laughs> so I did, I started off, did my set, um, and I just, I enjoyed it. It nice. was like... It it was supposed to be five to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I had five minutes consistently, um, you know, one after the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in such a large audience in mm-hmm. a large studio setting, you know, the the laughs are just going to get um, multiplied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my five minutes stretched to about six minutes, which I think is just is just a perfect amount it's of time. Perfect, man. Uh, usually, like it's pretty good for if you want to submit it into like festival till the max date. People who receive you know tapes are gonna do like seven minutes so yeah, six yeah, yeah. minutes is just good and uh it is it was being recorded so i was really worried about you know how i would deliver my mm-hmm. jokes whether or not i'd look comfortable uh, on the if i would forget anything if i yep. forget timing but no i managed to get it all out the way i wanted mm-hmm. it to and i throughout the thing because this was a different experience this is a different setting than the other uh, spots or shows that I did. Mm-hmm. Other shows were much smaller. The The second biggest show up until that point was would have been Yuck Yucks yeah, right, right. in Vancouver mm-hmm. that I did uh, just like a quick five minutes on. And yeah, that yeah. was in preparation for this. Right, right. And that was that was good because it also showed me a little bit the multitude of uh, like over 100 plus people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how that how their laughter would elongate some of the jokes. Yeah, but yeah. then in this setting, it was like much longer than i expected mm-hmm. so i was trying to you know get them out the way i deliver and thankfully the way i deliver jokes is very measured very precise it's um because of the way i talk as well there it just it's natural to have longer pauses in between yeah yeah, yeah. but before i always kind of like the second it got quiet i would go right into the next joke i would kind of rush mm-hmm. but this time i really Yo. tried to lean into yeah, yeah, yeah just you know the comforts of the joke took my time you know, getting the jokes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept thinking throughout, like, I remember watching podcasts, watching other comedians talk. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the tips that they had was, you know, let the laugh ring. So mm-hmm. let let the laugh fill the room. Yep. So, like, whereas if the, you get a laugh and then you just quickly move on to the next joke, mm-hmm. then you're, you're basically cutting the audience off from yeah. fully thinking through the the punchline yeah, or yeah, fully yeah. reacting to the punchline because sometimes you'll get you'll get laughs in waves you'll get the initial laugh and then people will like think about it more and then there'll be like a second wave of right laughs. right so this one i did is like even my one-liners put it out there but i i waited you know i was comfortable on stage Man. to let that go through and yeah, then yeah. take my time with the next joke and show that like you know i'm in control that, that's the thing, though. Jokes. Like, I remember one of the major things is when you're comfortable as a stage performer, it's that you own that space. And part yes. of the space is silence. Yes. Like, yes. the the fact that you owned it and also um, identified silence as a weapon to do mm-hmm. is a really powerful thing. And, and dude, it was – it sounded really smooth. It didn't sound yeah. awkward. That's the thing. That's good. It that's flowed good. and it was perfect, man. Ugh. Thank you for thank you for saying yeah, that. No, it was thank really good. That. So so like because you were in the audience there yeah, and yeah. like uh, you were with the Asian crew, shout out to the Asian crew. Um, but yeah, no, it was yeah. also th- very thank you to the Asian crew because they really they really showed up. They they like, I think there were 
like 25, 26 of y'all? Yeah, three rows, bro. Three rows. And you guys were there, and I saw you guys. You were, like, kind of near the front. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the end of the show, I, I, wa- I wanted to point out to you guys at yeah, the end yeah. of the show just to, just to uh, you know, acknowledge uh, the support. But, yeah, no, you guys really, I, f- I feel the love. We wouldn't felt, miss it, man. felt the love. Oh, man, yeah. it was fun. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was, so, so, like, what was your mm-hmm. initial impression of, kind of not only just my set but also like in comparison to the rest of the show um yeah yeah absolutely um and i'm not just saying this because you're a good friend and everything Uh but top two man yeah top two it was yeah you were um oh man i I don't want to say this without like you know having to lambast other people or anything but like you you were head and shoulders above kind of felt like it oh, okay in terms of just your joke delivery right. owning that space and also just the quality of material mm. it sounded like the five minutes nothing was off the cuff like everything was rehearsed and everything right. like that right but it did not sound rehearsed in the way that it sounded artificial it okay. still felt like i was seeing a new five minutes although i have heard majority of that before yeah um but I was hearing also the laughs from uh, different people, too, within the audience, and not just the section that we had our friends in. Mm-hmm. They were hearty laughs, man. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Like, you, you can kind of hear sometimes the difference between, like, your friends laughing versus, like, a strange, o- yeah. objectionably laughing at a good joke. Yeah. And there were a lot more people who I did not know that I don't think you knew, too, right. were laughing, too. Yeah. And it, dude, I was so proud of you, man. I, we oh. were so proud of you. Yeah, like seeing you up there, man. Like, was, that's a hint of something that's going to come up in the future. It, is, it, it was a different, completely different experience. It felt like as I stood on the stage in the pre-show, it mm-hmm. felt like this was this is this was what this this is more like it. Nice, like I, like you know, doing the small shows and even getting to comedy clubs. There, there is a there is a feeling there where it's like, okay, this is what it feels like to do stand-up comedy. Yeah, but this is the first time doing it on a stage setting mm-hmm. with lights with a large audience and like being able to hear a mass of laughter. Yeah. And with like the waves of laughter, it really changes the dynamics of the, of the environment when you're doing the set. Like there was, there was this one moment, um, I think halfway through my set, right. Where I do like a joke where I do like the GPS joke, (laughs) right. Where I just go like, I get in, I basically, I get into a position and then I say, it's like in the next position, turn right. Mm -hmm. And I do the do loop. And that joke got like a huge laugh. Yeah. Which I was like, I wasn't really necessarily expecting it at first. Yeah. Because when I did it before, it was always kind of, okay, it got a decent laugh. And then, you know, when I do the next bit, then it gets another laugh. Sometimes it doesn't really get a laugh. Uh, but this time it was like the audience really connected with that joke. Right, right, right. So I was in that awkward position because it was like part of it was me crouching down, like, you know, faking like I'm, I'm in, you know, the position for sex. Yeah. <laughs> and then I do is like in the next position, turn right. <laughs> and then and then the audience started laughing for what seemed like five, six minutes. It like was a, a long solid time, Six minutes. No, no, five, six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in that position for five, six minutes. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know, it's about... But that would be average um, <laughs> for me. Another um, sex joke on a sex uh, joke? Yeah. Wow. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Okay. It's longer than that. Uh, but okay. Anyways. So basically it, it felt like it was much longer than it was. <laughs> so then I like I knew in that moment that like, you know, what, what would you do in that moment? Right. <laughs> and I remembered a great tip 
that I heard from Seinfeld. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was Seinfeld who said it. I for, yeah, there he is, mm-hmm. always looking out for me. And uh, I wasn't too sure. Uh, what is it? No, he said in in uh, it was either comedians in cars. Wasn't too sure. Yeah, or yeah. it was like maybe some other kind of interview where it's mm-hmm. like a, a comedian asked him, right? You know what to do in moments when you're on a set, large audience. Yeah, yeah. That they're like clapping or they're they're laughing longer than than usual. Mm-hmm. And what he said, and I remember very clearly, is that like no matter what the audience does, if mm-hmm. it's like a large applause break. If they're laughing longer than you weren't expecting, just stay in the bit. Awesome. So yeah. you stay in the joke, in the mentality of the joke. You don't, you know, break out of it so yep. that like you're you're kind of just you suddenly lost concentration and you can't really get into the into the the mentality, the mind of the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the next one because like you're enjoying the applause or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like don't do that. Just stay within the uh, world of the joke. Yep. So that once they you know, got out all of their emotions, got out all their laughter, then you just go right into the next joke. So nice. I was basically I was basically on the stage in a crouched position, like I was fake having sex for like six seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were and I was like kind of bouncing a little bit because <laughs> I figure it's like if I was just there like a robot, just like not <laughs> just just like in that position and yeah, people yeah. were laughing, like it, it may look a little weird on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of I did a little like you know that thing in um in video games where like you you have a, like a uh, your characters walking around and when they do nothing they just kind of yeah 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 they kind of just bounce a little like they're yeah, breathing bombing. a little ex- yeah a little exaggeration. So I <laughs> I thought like okay if I'm in that position maybe I keep doing that a bit just to mm-hmm. try and make sure that there's some movement on stage. Yeah, yeah. You know so that there's some some kind of dynamism yeah 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 or whatever on stage so <laughs> then once it died down a bit then i moved right into the next joke got awesome. a laugh moved into the other joke and just kept going so it really i was really happy with how i felt doing it yeah and then how i felt after i just felt like the things i knew that i needed to do <laughs> and experience in that moment i managed to execute it and the fact that it was all recorded oh like, yeah hopefully really good quality <laughs> like uh I, i'm gonna be meeting up with um bong and the other performers right kind of n- uh, next week just kind of celebratory dinner nice and like where are you guys going i don't know we're kind of deciding that right now mandarin Some mandarin i recommend the mandarin really Wait, yeah. isn't that like a really white cocky, like westernized version it's of the best chinese buffet with the most authentic egg foo young you can <laughs> ever have actually <laughs> okay fair i mean i haven't been put it up there yeah i haven't been but like we're, we're deciding that, and then afterwards we're going to watch the raw footage of our nice. performances, and then you know after the raw footage, hopefully it'll be, it'll be edited and then released around May. Can't so, wait. Yeah, I'm just I really want to see yeah what that set would look like. Mm-hmm. It was like the best set of my life in front of the largest audience of my life, and I want to see how it looks like if it can look like the same production quality as like you know just for laughs or even other kind of like professional sets. I'd be like. Mwah just cooking i'd be cooking chef kiss that man yeah just chef anyways but yeah so that was uh that's pretty much that experience and then yeah it was nice afterwards afterwards like it was nice to share with everybody there getting your you know immediate um reactions to it and low key though i kind of saw you talking to some new fans there man how'd Uh, that feel 
A little bit, yeah. Because there was that one person. I think it was that one. There was the one girl who came up and said it is like because she was at both shows. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think from oh, what she told me from earlier that night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> so then she said is like I was one of her uh, favorites for for both shows and, Hell yeah. and that was very that was very that was very nice that was very nice to hear yeah 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 um and i think she was she was friends with like Faye or oh, no way. like somebody yeah oh yeah. cool i okay. think so i think oh. i remember her saying her saying that yeah but anyways yeah yeah, yeah yeah it was it was nice it was like i i kind of got a sense walking through the crowd as well it's like oh people do people yeah people yeah, kind yeah. of you feel those eyes on people, you hey? do people you know see me see me as like oh is that is that is that monotone guy is that monotone <laughs> yeah. guy who's you know funny and yeah 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 monotone and you know robot um but yeah all in all it was great as a friend again i probably said this earlier hopefully it's still in the original cut but yeah we were so fucking proud of you man oh. Dude, Aww. I know. Of course, we were gonna laugh no matter what. Well, you know, well, I mean, all I right, mean, okay, you, okay. No, whoa, 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 no, whoa. I don't. I don't want that pandering. I want to earn those laughs every. Even okay. though, to be fair, you guys saw most of it. Like, I think the yeah. only ones that you guys didn't see were the the new minutes about how I don't do drugs. That was pretty much the only. Yeah, yeah. And I'm happy I was able to at least throw some new stuff for you guys. For sure. Yeah. Um, but just of course, we were going to laugh. We were going to support you no matter what because that's what friends do. But also to hear other people laugh that we did not know, dude, that was as much as it was good for you too to hear that. It yeah. felt really good for us to hear because we have a burgeoning, talented comedian oh. within our group, and it's yeah. it's we just got to support each other's like yeah. uh, live craft. And yes. we saw it with you, and it just it was incredible, man. Like good work. I was I was really happy you guys were able to see that. Yeah. I was it was in one of those moments where it's like being able to share it. It was yeah, it was really great. Uh, cool. So one step closer. One yeah, step man. closer. We'll see where we'll see what happens uh, when the thing gets released and and stuff. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll be. Maybe I'll blow, blow up uh, on the internet. Just for know. laughs, man. No, no, no. I, I can't. I can't. I can't say that. I can't say it's just for laughs. But that would be nice. But I can't. I, I shouldn't say it because you know I'm still very. I'm still very early. True. I'm still very early. You know I want to put in my dues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, don't take anything for granted. It's stay, it's funny you say stay that. Humble, because like Bobby Lee just got just for laughs last year, right? And he's been in the game for like twenty years, man. But I feel like it's, I feel like Bobby Lee like explained like kind of his journey that way as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. just he was, you know what? Like I I also was probably, you know, somebody who also kind of put him in like a pigeonholed him in a little bit of the mad tv mm-hmm. you know character that he was but like tiger yeah. belly it was, it was like such a great vehicle for him to oh, showcase sure. who more so like who yeah, he yeah. was but also more of just like his talent and like how he brings something that i don't think i've ever seen yeah anybody else bring i know just the manic energy yeah oh my god and then just this just the pure you know no no um no like wall yeah nothing hidden he just like just pure out there is 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 so uh, refreshing and just unique to see for sure so it definitely watching tiger belly definitely also changed my perspective on watch it. tiger belly guys yeah watch watch tiger belly oh my god should uh, we uh yeah cut off for a break yeah 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 awesome. okay let's do that all right so we're back and so we were talking a little bit about like what happened to us recently, big things that happened to us. But yeah. over the weekend, there there was uh, there was a really big thing that happened. Mm-hmm. 
big, uh, huge tragedy that happened that kind of like that affected me, and I'm sure it affected you, and it like yeah. affected like an untold number of people around the world. In that, uh, Kobe Bryant died on Sunday, Sunday, yeah, a couple of days ago from when we were recording this, mm-hmm. uh, in a helicopter crash that took the lives of nine people in total, in total, yep. including uh, his daughter Gianna, I think Gianni, yeah, uh, Gigi, Gigi, mm-hmm. um, who was 13 at the time, and it was definitely. And, and kind of like why I wanted to bring him up is be- because he was such a he was such a unique figure in yeah. what he represented that I feel like in terms of artists he represented you know a, a similar drive that you have to have yeah true okay in, in order to like push into you know have we made it yet yeah the concept of have we made it yet like the only way you can get there is by putting in the work like Kobe mm-hmm. did like his mamba mentality of like always wanting to be a better version of yourself doing everything you can and it feels like in and it's i think it's a little different because in basketball or in sports Mm -hmm. you know putting it all out there mixed in with your talent you're you can get better and better yeah then to some degree like you know maybe people have different ceilings in their talent their abilities but like i guess even though for like say artists or comedian entertainers actors you you can put in a hundred hundred percent one hundred and ten percent, and then sometimes ultimately you also may not get it. You yeah, may not make yeah. It. But it, the important thing is like because him as a character was so so big and so large as someone who embodied that yep. that work ethic. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's somebody we we should at least talk to because I had a, I had like a lot of thoughts about it, and I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, like one of the stories that always rang true to me when i heard about him was just one of the first times that he played with uh, team usa and how he was like Mm. ragging on literally all stars of that time too he would tell them to like have practices have shoot arounds at 4 a.m yeah always be there you know before the rest of the team was shooting and getting a good sweat in but just the whole thing of really just there's everyone really only has like 24 hours in a day but like what you allot to it to the, within those hours just really speaks to what his dedication was to his craft of course sports are different from entertainment or as a creative process versus a, a physical process yeah. but just I think the main thing that we can take away from his legacy was that if you love it you will find a way to win Yeah, you will just do it and just his 60 point performance from his very last game to scoring 81 against our Raptors <laughs> yeah. one time crazy like Man, he's that's the second most scoring performance in the NBA ever, I, I believe, other than like Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points. Yeah, I feel like that. Who knows? Yeah, that that's an insane thing, 100 yeah. points. But like, yeah, 81 points. That was, yeah, that was a crazy, uh, that was a crazy game. And uh-huh. I think, actually, you know what? Another another element of that was like he retired and he retired the way he wanted to. Yeah, right? yeah, good point. Like another thing that really stood out and and like. On Sunday, it just felt like the world stopped. Mm-hmm. It just felt like after that happened, everybody that I knew, everything I saw on social media, it was yeah. all focused on not only more information of what had happened, but also like people just talking about what Kobe meant to them, sharing stories. Mm-hmm. To me, the fir- the thing that I think that really stood out to me is like it was interesting. I never really paid much attention to Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because uh, also I didn't really follow basketball too much in mm-hmm. depth, but like. I remember when he played uh, his 
his final game and thinking is like, wow, that is uh, a monumental yeah, yeah. moment in yeah, yeah. basketball mm-hmm. that he dropped 60 points. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember the next day looking, see on Twitter, just a photo, like a black and white photo of him in his office. Mm-hmm. And like the caption was like, literally the day after he retires from an illustrious 20 year career mm-hmm. in the NBA, he get goes to his office at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just starts working. Like he doesn't, he doesn't take a day off. Yeah, I mean, this guy just he he embodies a work ethic mm-hmm. that is like unparalleled, and yeah. it's not just to basketball. And no, like, for sure. And then, literally a year or so after that happened, a couple years after, right? Yeah, yeah. He wins the Academy Award for oh man, dear basketball. Yeah, dear yeah, basketball. Yeah. So you have yeah. a <laughs> you have a basketball player who is like at the epitome of physical and mental focus mm-hmm. yep. and physical abilities and then you suddenly a couple of years later after he finishes he, you suddenly have him writing a poem mm-hmm. which is an artistic endeavor creative endeavor yeah, yeah and somehow taking that poem and turning it into an academy award winning short yeah and it's like just just his ability to yeah do what he wants mm-hmm. like he, he like there there's he's literally the only person i can imagine who could decide to do something yep. to do anything mm-hmm. and he would he would win at it he yeah. would just be able to do it yeah like uh, in my head there's like one or two people in my in my like yeah in my periphery that i would know that's like that like george st pierre is one of them for me mm. i'm a big fight fan too yeah but no you're right in, in speaking about kobe it's like you could put him in any type of situation yeah. it wouldn't even be sports Oh. put him in a business environment put him in even like a kitchen environment yeah without any skill set he would of course take some time to learn but he would commit to the craft he would commit and that's the whole thing it's not really about what you what you do but it's the mentality that you come into it yeah and he came in to win it whichever craft it was and he showed it of course in basketball as we all saw mm. but even in creative endeavors such as the one that he won an oscar for like it's not easy man no uh, to actually, first of all, write something, but also pitch it, gain enough money, yeah. fundraise that, and also work with creative to actually produce what you had, which yeah. is your short. Yeah. No endeavor is actually an individual sport. No. And he showed that not only can he perfect himself, but he can also make the other people around him a little bit better Yeah. because they're already great at their craft. But it's always, can you make other people better? And that's what yeah. makes you yourself great, too. And, and the thing with that as well is just his ability to direct yeah. and lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead. It's like it's because like not only was the whole um, aspect of him doing the Academy Award, it just seems so out of place. But yeah. probably if he had that idea and then he's like, OK, if I'm going to do this, like you said, the focus, he would like so many stories of, of people saying that if Kobe Bryant wanted to learn something, he would go and c- connect yeah. with the best person doing that yeah, yeah, yeah. and directly ask them to for advice to pick their mind to interview them about right. the process and he would learn from the best and basically because he had such an iconic career because he has uh not only the aura of him as like a celebrity athlete mm-hmm. but also he has the resources to be yeah. able to do that like he can call up any person like nobody's out of his range mm-hmm. and that person would be willing to do it yeah yeah because they've they know who Kobe Bryant is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know his work ethic. Mm-hmm. And they know that he's not just going to go into an interview and, like, half-ass it. Like, he'll ask, yeah. he'll actually pick your brain on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just, 
not that's just also what I realized later on uh through later on in the day as mm-hmm. you know we were going through this reckoning this this realization yeah yeah was the potential that that was the thing that really made me feel sad about the whole thing was yeah, that yeah. his potential at 41 is was going to be unbelievable mm-hmm. like i like i was talking to my roommate about this whole thing just we were we were just like shocked about it yeah. but like if he wanted to you know like take on some kind of problem like yeah. i was thinking it's like oh if kobe suddenly decided i feel like i'm gonna solve climate change mm-hmm. like in your mind you're just thinking it's like he's gonna do it he's just gonna he's just gonna go out there Mm-hmm. Talk to the right people and leverage his celebrity, mm-hmm. leverage his influence yeah, yeah, yeah. to push people in the right direction. Right, right. And like you could say, you could like say all the people who are like, oh, politicians who, you know, are against climate change or whatever, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But if like Kobe Bryant is in it, mm-hmm. is in this drive, he's talked to all the best people. Yep. He knows what the best solution is. I, he's smart enough to be able to figure out the right ways to, to, to get things done, maybe. For sure. Right? Like, there's no way, there's no way that, like, somebody from, like, you know, climate deniers are, like, an influential politician, whatever, climate deniers, going to be like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to see Kobe Bryant <laughs> to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. something that he wants to talk about. <laughs> right? It's like, people will just want to meet him. Yeah. And that's, it's like, just thinking, because he was also doing a lot in tech. He's doing so many projects we probably don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the potential of what could have been. That was, like, one of the saddest things. Yeah. And it's also, like, we were talking about this briefly, too, but just really humanizes him even more. You know, we're all just really fallible people. Yeah. And in a second, it could all be gone. So just, you know, y- even... Even though I'm not Kobe Bryant, nor my girlfriend's Kobe Bryant, nor nor yourself right now, but just no. hold on to the people that you love really closely, yeah, because you know? it could be all gone really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on on, on that note, though, you, you you had a you had an experience. Well, I kind of like I kind of had it. Well, I also wanted to ask you as well uh-huh. because you know in those moments where something major happens, like yeah, you kind of yeah. you kind of figure, um, you know where you remember where you are when yeah, you yeah. do it so like where where were you uh when when the news broke because i remember it was like yesterday maybe two three yeah yeah so it happened sunday so this is tuesday oh, yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. two days ago right now um this is gonna sound so cliche but i was just in my acting class oh, okay. and my phone went off i'm like oh fuck my phone went off and i looked at my bbc news app kobe bryant dead yeah i looked at it like this yeah i was sitting front row in this class too so i'm sure like the coach saw me doing that then i turned to my person that was sitting beside me i'm like kobe bryant's dead he's like whatever man i'm like okay all right fine <laughs> really yeah like, whatever oh. i'm like well, fair enough you know like we're in class we're not supposed to be like on our phones right now uh-huh. but like i looked i looked around for any like recognition from anyone yeah. that like might have got the same notification yeah no one so oh, no, but you know why it's because they were actors they're all yes. actors they yes. they were all like no mm, i'm gonna keep this emotion in yeah yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the tools that were that were given to me, <laughs> that were given, to my God-given talent, the mob mentality. And then, and then I'm show. just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not, I'm gonna not, not gonna break it. I'm not gonna break character. <laughs> so, I clearly did. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I didn't like 
let loose or anything like that. But yeah. I, I still had that like dreaded shock. It's like you can't be kidding me because it said sources by TMZ. I'm like, uh, I'm really hoping it's actually not him. So right. after class, and it's all of course all over Washington Post, New York Times, everything was just going all over about the details of what yeah. happened. Um, so just utter shock for me. But how was yeah. it for you? So for me, I wish I wish I had a a better setting. Because this is, uh, it's half embarrassing and it's also going to be half offensive. Were you in church? No. Oh God, that's not a great segue into what what I'm about to say. (laughs) But, um, okay, so basically when it happened, I was in uh, quote unquote personal time. Oh, taking a shit? No, the other personal time. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So I was doing that. Okay. And, um... So I was almost done. Yeah. And and um then then I got like my phone <laughs> and then my phone buzzed. Yeah. Yeah. So I was almost done and then my phone buzzed and I was like, Oh, it's probably just a message, whatever. And then it buzzed again. Okay. And then so at that point I kinda glanced over and then I looked at it. Then I then I read like Kobe Bryant and then I read dead. Like there was more sentences and stuff. And then I didn't <laughs> I was like so <laughs> So I saw that it's like, wait, I was confused because there were a lot of things going on with my body at that moment. So so I was like confused in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there wasn't enough blood in it. And then <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. So so in my mind I was like I, I didn't I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, um so then once I realized like no way and then I was and then I like looked at my phone and it's like, Is this serious? And I went on Twitter, it's like, oh dude, more dude, and more. You washed your hands though, right? It was a different hand. Oh, okay. So it was... A, okay, good. <laughs> so I was, like, looking at... I was looking at my phone. It's like, oh, no. It, this is real. This is real. And so, obviously, like, suddenly everything just, you know... Uh, how do I put this? Lost focus. <laughs> and and then I was, like... I was looking at it more, and I was... And then, but I was still kind of in the same position, and I was like, oh, no. And then I figured, it's like, what do I do now? <laughs> do I stop personal time <laughs> or do i like you know so what do i do it's like what what's oh, in this moment in yeah, this embarrassing yeah. moment that <laughs> that i wish like wasn't wasn't what actually happened <laughs> i just think whether or not you know what 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 should happen and then i thought oh, you know what God. you know what kobe bryant died what would kobe do <laughs> what, would, what would kobe do and i thought you know what kobe would Oh my god, you better have. Kobe would stay focused. Fucking right. And he would finish strong. So good fucking man. So I finished. I finished. It was a little tough. Obviously it was harder to do that <laughs> after. But it was like it happened middle. It what am I it was happened during the middle of it. So uh, Okay guys, we usually talk about what we usually talk about before going into an episode, but yeah. He had told me that he didn't want to tell me this, so he actually wants a genuine reaction. I wanted a, gen- I wanted a genuine reaction. This is fucking unreal, man. I love this. Yeah. I, I love this, man. But so you, you finished. So I finished. Okay. And then I proceeded to... You know how... Did you cry? No, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You know how, like, usually when you finish personal time... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's off of your schedule. It's completed. And you're like you you get a bit of a a down, yeah, of course, yeah. like you come down yeah, off yeah. of uh, your personal time, yeah, 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 and that was a bad down, 
That was oh, that sure. was a that was a oh no Kobe Bryant died down. So that was kind of just the rest of the day. So you know, that's my story for <laughs> for for where I was and what I was doing when Kobe when I heard Kobe Bryant died. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. So you yeah okay. M- my first question is: You actually scheduled that personal time in? Well, you know, you know me. I like my I like numbers. I like no, actually, no, I didn't. Okay, I, I made it. I may have made it seem like no, but no, it was just. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Yeah, it's whatever. A Sunday. No, it was a board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it wasn't your roommate's personal time. So why not yours then? I don't know his personal time, so he, he can do his personal whenever he does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did it during Kobe Bryant's. <laughs> When he and okay, I say this, I say this story not to make light of what had happened. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. not. But it is actually really bad that it, it happened that way, and I, I honestly wish it was a, it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of like thinking it is such a awkward, shameful story. To be a, to have that happen, that yeah. I'm like, maybe I can maybe like give give it some time, you know. Maybe I can turn it into something like maybe into a, a bit later. You on. You heard it here, folks. This is heard it here first. This is the beginning of the Mamba bit. Yeah, here. yeah. I don't know how audiences are going to res- respond to that. Uh, we'll give it a month at least. Oh, who knows? But like yeah. I think as long as as long as I'm very clear that I'm super embarrassed that that, that happened that way. But, you know, god, I love you, man. Mamba mentality, you got to <laughs> you got to push through. Are you right or left-handed? I'll never tell. Okay. <laughs> Cuz I was with a high five of you, but I don't want right. to. I said it like that. Well, I mean, if you Let's just say I use my mouse with my right hand. Okay, that's I'm not gonna. All right. Oh, I thought I thought you said mouse. No, M- mouse. The mouse, mouse on the. Okay, you know okay. what? As long as as long as we don't say what it is. So, anyways, I love it. Um, we but, good? But yeah, I think that's I think that's good. <laughs> that's we should correct. probably end it on that. All right. Uh, but yeah. Um, Kobe. 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 Um. Yeah, you all, wherever you are, Kobe, you... Yeah. I play basketball a lot, so you actually meant a lot to me, so... <laughs> Thanks for uh, doing your thing. <laughs> you actually meant to look... I, I, like, I, I meant to look wherever he yeah, is, you know? Yeah, you meant a very awkward moment for me. No, no, but actually, actually, he, he, he is somebody who I think... I I do want now that I want to like I want to buy his book like his Mamba oh, yeah. mentality book true because like it is the way to approach it like I thought about how approaching comedy as well you gotta uh-huh. if it's a passion of yours you gotta approach it yep you know like you you gotta be the be- you gotta outwork the next person you gotta be yeah. the best you know leave it all out you mm-hmm. know don't because he he ended his career with no regrets because exactly. he knew. He did. He put in everything he could out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, I just, that's something that's definitely people should look up to, and that's a mentality I want to maintain moving forward. But um, I yeah. like that. Great. So I think we'll end on that. All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Cool. See ya. Bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 